You know, when it comes to wireless carriers, sometimes what you see isn't always what you get. Except with Visible. With Visible, what you see is exactly what you get. If you haven't heard of Visible, well, now you have. They're the wireless carrier that's making wireless visible. It's in the name. With Visible, there are no hidden fees, no fine print, no hassle, nothing to hide. It's just $25 a month, all taxes and fees included. And you don't need more than one line of wireless to save. You can save on a line all to yourself with unlimited 5G data powered by Verizon. And again, just $25 a month. The future of wireless is here and it is transparent. If you want more transparency in your wireless plan, you want to be on the Visible plan. Switch to Visible today and save at Visible.com. That's Visible.com. Monthly rate on the Visible plan. For data management practices and additional terms, visit Visible.com. This episode of GameScoop is sponsored by Squarespace. If you're looking for a way to make your business stand out and succeed online, Squarespace is the all-in-one website platform for you. They take the stress out of creating an awesome website, engaging with your audience, and selling anything from products to content to time so you're able to focus on, you know, everything else. In other words, you'll have more time for gaming. With the new guided design system, you can choose from curated layouts and styling options to build a unique online presence from the ground up, optimized for every device. And with Squarespace's integrated, optimized SEO tools, you'll show up more often to more people. Squarespace doesn't just make things easier for you. Checkout for your customers is made seamless with simple but powerful payment tools that allow you to accept credit cards, PayPal, and Apple Pay, and in eligible countries, offer the option to buy now and pay later with Afterpay and Clearpay. So whether you're just starting out or looking to expand your existing brand, be sure to visit squarespace.com for a free trial, and when you're ready to launch, go to squarespace.com gamescoop to save 10% off your first purchase of a website or domain. That's squarespace.com gamescoop for 10% off. I want to do this thing. So, what's up, everybody? Welcome to IGN GameScoop. I'm your host, Damon Hatfield. Joining me this week is Justin Davis. Scoop. Sam Claiborne. Scoop. And Jonathan Dornbush. Scoop. And we have a great show for you this week. Uh, we're going to be checking in with the listeners all episode long Ooh. this week. Uh, a little bit of a slower news week, so we've got all listener mail this week. We're going to be talking about the hardest games we've ever beaten. We've, we've got a listener who needs some recommendations on cooperative games. Oh, boy. But first, Corey Adams writes in. He emailed us at the email address, gamescoop at IGN.com, just like you, Cam. And he says, hey, Omega Cops, hope all is well at Camp Goose. I've been a huge fan of the show for years, but this is my first time sending an email. So I'm considering trying out the remake for Shadow of the Colossus mm. out this week. I never played it before, and I really have no excuse as to why not. I just never did. Even after all the critical acclaim, might just be the best game I never played. Oh, cool. Which brings me to my question... What's the best game you guys have never oh, played? So many. So I, many. Like I had never played Shadow. I'm playing through it for the first time. This is your first time yeah. playing that? Yeah. yeah. Like a, yeah. In a game that's in our top 20 games of all time that you never played or something yeah. like that? Ooh. I mean, uh, there were dozens. I was mostly a Genesis kid growing up. And so I've caught up on, like, Super Metroid's now my favorite game of all time. But many of those SNES classics, you know, I either, like, I didn't play Chrono Trigger until a couple years ago. Yeah. So I'm slowly closing off those gaps. Come back to me. I'll think about what it remains my most unplayable. Well, the best, the best game I've never played may shock you. Mm-hmm. Kid Nicky, Radical Ninja? <laughs> no, I played that one. <laughs> okay. Of course. Uh, of course. No, mine would probably be Mario Galaxy 2. Ooh. Oh boy! Okay, that is a. We give it a yeah. ten. 
I know, I know. It's a ten from IGN. It just it came out of time. Came out at a time when I just hated the Wii so much. I, I got was so over the Wii yeah. and the and the Wii Mote, and oh, I was over it. Mine is Couldn't Jared Petty's favorite game of all time, which is wait, wait. You guys know this. Jared Petty's favorite you, game. You can ask me. Oh, Adventure. <laughs> no, <laughs> I've played Adventure. Yeah, uh, Sid Meier's Pirates. Oh, that's right. Uh, and, uh, and I've never played any Civ. No, neither Civ. have I. Yeah, yeah. yeah and I know those, those games are lauded, and there's an expansion yeah. out that Dan just reviewed, and I was like, oh, these games look really cool. Yeah, but I've never had that, you know, that 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 high end PC to play them. Every time I've watched gameplay, I'm like, that seems like something I would love to do, and then yeah, it just completely passes me by. Yep. Yeah. Um, yeah, I, I feel like of everything said, Pirates, Civ, Shadow of the Colossus, those are all on like my two playlist, and just haven't. I've never played Monkey Island yeah. either. Any Monkey mm-hmm. Island? No. Oh wow. Uh, even when they matter, right? They re-released yeah, the first uh, two are the good ones. Yeah, yeah. They re-released first two on Xbox Live mm-hmm. Arcade last gen. Telltale made they're really yeah, great. Yeah. Oh, well, yeah. Well, that was a separate thing. I know. Yeah. yeah. I know. So that's some people's favorite game ever. Grim Fandango never played that. They also of, just remastered that one. They're yeah, making like, it so easy for you to <laughs> play these. There's games. a run button too. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. <laughs> just play those games with guides. You know, you'll get the atmosphere and the story. Yeah, yeah I think that's it's, that's what. I they're wonder really if there's guides here. from the time that would be fun to buy and play along. With. Those Ooh. adventure games, since they have such hardcore fan bases, uh, there's cool. the exact perfect thing for you. Where sh- oh, I wish I could plug the website because I can't remember the name. But there's a website that does a cascading level of hints. Oh, I love that. Like it uh, gives you like oh, a super right. general hint and a slightly more specific one. Then it's like. Here's the answer. Mm-hmm. So That's it's like really it's cool. perfect for how much help you want. Hmm. I'm having a hard time because I've closed. Like I'd never played a lot of the classic <clears throat> computer RPGs, but then a couple years ago I played through Planescape Torment and played hmm. through Baldur's Gate. I was gonna say, but I've never played Baldur's Gate one or two. Yeah, like Baldur's Ooh, Gate yeah. one and two, arguably the greatest games. Western RPGs of all time. Two certainly greatest sometimes, RPG, greatest city in a video game ever. Sometimes you have a good excuse. Like I've just never been a PC gamer. Yeah. I didn't have a PC growing up. So. It's usually yeah. tied to gaps in like platforms, yeah. right? Like yeah. me not getting an SNES till later. Or, for example, just a genre. Like, I've never played a Gran Turismo mm-hmm. just because I don't care mm-hmm. about cars. Okay. Yeah, yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. There's that too. Yeah, I mean, the uh, having not grown up with, like, a good PC for gaming thing, even something like WoW, I have never oh, even tried man. WoW. I've never played WoW. Yeah. I've never played WoW. World of Warcraft is but so But I play Hearthstone great. every day. <laughs> I'd be, I would so love to get, like, a contemporary opinion of World of Warcraft 10 years later because I think that game's still really good, but I have nostalgic feelings tied up. A contemporary opinion, like a first-time player or yeah. just... That's well, and they are doing like the legacy server sort of thing, right? Aren't they? Yeah. They officially announced that. Well, and they also, yeah. the interesting thing is they, um, you know, whatever expansion it was, Cataclysm redid the World of Warcraft. You know, the, it was starting to feel old, like the original areas, the earliest areas in the game, like the level one to 10 areas. And so they used this expansion, Cataclysm, as an excuse to reboot the game world. But now. That content, some of the oldest content in the game, because hmm. they've gone back and touched up the other stuff since then. Yeah, you're not up- selling me on WoW right now, but <laughs> it is interesting. Well, I just wonder, like the the new stuff is now like the oldest stuff, and it's all flipped around. So, yeah, um, I, w- I actually just I looked at lists of like uh, the best rev- you know, rated games all time on Metacritic. But you've played, you know, Half Life Two, yeah, the GTA's. I mean, I don't know how beloved they are. San Andreas. What about PlayStation oh, One San era Andreas. games? You didn't play San Andreas. No, San Andreas. A notable yeah, gap in my knowledge are the PS One, like the Tomb Raider One, Two, and Three. Yeah, exactly. Never mm. played those, but I don't you know how much those. people love them. Yeah. Like Crash Bandicoot. Like I played those, but not. Yeah. I never owned a Crash the, game. I've only toyed around with them for sure. a few minutes. Yeah. yeah, yeah. The Tomb Raiders One, Two, and Three, like they were really important at the time. Yeah. But it's probably not a game you want to play today. I feel like they don't hold up as well. Yeah. Not when you've got this new, the two new Tomb Raiders. Yeah. Awesome. Mm-hmm. 
I never played, uh, I never grew up with any of the Mega Man games, Mega Man mm. 1 through 6, so I've only toyed around with them a little in the office. I never had the NES Castlevanias. Uh, I think I played 2 and 3. Those are the ones. Yeah. yeah. And you've, Those you are the ones I was told Castlevania now? I mean, like, it's the nature of my job. Like, that stuff I've poked around with on, okay. you know, NES Classics and stuff, yeah. but they're not, I've never actually sat down to, like, play Castlevania on the NES. And like, yeah, I know okay. you've never played Hunzid's Adventure Island 2. Uh, well, I don't know if I've never played that one. We were just talking about that. I think it's an excellent game. Uh, Adventure Island Everybody 2. Everybody should try. It's very accessible and fun. You ride dinosaurs in it. What about uh, what about like a, the medieval at madness pinball table? Mm-hmm. Medieval madness. I, I I've seen it a million times, so I must have played it. Yeah. yeah. AKA, it's one. the greatest pinball table ever made. It's interesting if you go I, by. I completely agree. If you so, it's interesting actually to go by platform. So, like Sam, what's a known great NES game that you've never played? There are or no. is it? There yeah. are no. Okay, I'm okay so. with that. Uh, but like on Super Nintendo, like I, well, I played Ogre Battle now. I always wanted to play that. I have that now. It's hard. Yeah. yeah. There's 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 games that are um, that I sought after because I was a collector for so long. But here's the thing: PlayStation One, Dreamcast. I haven't played anything on those systems. Okay. Yeah. Symphony of the Night. Oh, crap with the rapper. That's all I've played. Oh. No, no, those are the he ones has I played. Those. Ooh, those are the ones he has. But, like played. nobody's ever like coming at me with like a jewel case. So, like you gotta play this PS <laughs> yeah. One game. Well, well, why doesn't that happen? So many of the gr- they don't when age it went well. to the yeah the weird but polygonal Mario's, graphic focus yeah, didn't it didn't last in the same way that I think Mario Three like Super Mario sixty four there is a or Mario sixty four there is a sort of the aesthetic of it I think holds mm-hmm. up in a way that some of the early PlayStation games don't. Oh, I find Clonoa. I've never played Clonoa. Yeah, that's what oh, okay. right. I found yeah, a good one for myself. One. Yeah, I've only played <clears throat> Dragon Quest Eight or whatever the three D cell oh, yeah, shaded yeah, yeah. one. The one I've never played any awesome. of the other Dragon oh, okay. Quest games, and I've never played Final Fantasy Four. I played one oh. through three and five through nine, but I didn't play four. Or I mean, I played an hour of ten. It's weird, you I, played five. Uh, yeah, five's great. My Final Fantasy history is weird, so I played the remakes on DS of like three and yeah. four, I think. They're yeah. so ugly. But, but I, yeah, but they were still fun to play. Yeah. But I've never played through six um, or seven, eight or nine. Oh I've, boy! I've maybe played the first hour of each of those. So out of everything we played. said, is there a game that we all haven't played that we all agreed on that we hadn't played? No. That we could play for a game scoop club? <laughs> <laughs> that would be a good idea. Yeah. <clears throat> well, it, it might be what hard to Civ? come up you with. Guys all played Civ. Yeah. Uh, what about something that's just like uh, phenomenally popular, like League of Legends? I've never played PUBG. Never. I've never played PUBG. Yeah, I've have never you? played PUBG. I played oh, one man. game. Jonathan, you ruined yeah, it. I know. I'm sorry. I'll leave. Well, but have you played League of Legends? Uh, no. Okay. I played. Dota. I have not played. Long. So none of us have played League of Legends. I'm great at League Ooh. of Legends. No, you're not. <laughs> <laughs> you never stop talking about it. League so of Legends. League? Yeah, we'll play League of Legends. We can, can stream we, it on the GameScoop channel. We need yeah, one we more. Can. Here's what we need. We need one more person that hasn't played because it's a five-player game. Oh and we God. all play oh. our first game of League of Legends, and we okay. don't. Let's well, agree let's to not also not read about it first. <laughs> Harry's gonna be here on Friday. I wonder if she's played League. But I don't. Does it count? Like I've played MOBAs. I've just never played League. Well, it'll be interesting because I've never even played a MOBA. Okay. So you're the team captain because <laughs> you played MOBAs before. I know what jung- I know what jungling is. Well, viewers, no listeners, let us know if you I think, think it's pronounced jungling. A good idea for us <laughs> to play League of Legends in a live stream for the first time. <laughs> <laughs> I kind of want to do that. Uh, also, here's hoping that Nintendo uh, releases uh, re-releases Super Mario Galaxy 2 on yes. the Switch because then I would finally play it. Mm-hmm. All right, and, this is Zach and Captain Toad. 
Damon, I have a question for you. Yes, Justin. You often, I have a question for you. This is Justin. How the tables have Justin turned. Justin writes from San Francisco, California. <laughs> That's what my question's about. You yeah. often say, uh, you know, I've been a long time reader of the show. This is my first time writing in. Do you have a preference for, are you more likely to choose a question if they're like, I've never written into you before? No, or? I don't think so. Because, you know, we, all, we always hear from Big, Big Tony, Tony style, style pretty pretty often. No, I, I'm just looking for like good topics. Okay, so good you topics don't, for the so show. You don't have any sort of like long time reader preference. This guy's been reading a long time. So. Well, if you know if they are, if they like, if they say they've been reading for a long time, obviously. That's... And you give special preference to AOL.com addresses because yeah. those are hilarious. Sure. Yes, exactly. If you have an AOL.com <laughs> hotmail <laughs> email address, like what the heck? This guy's got to be. A good time. It's impressive. <laughs> <laughs> this is Zach. Uh, he says, hope you and the Gabe Scoop crew are doing well. Recently, I have beaten Zelda 2, The Adventure of Link. Wow. Mm -hmm. I recently beat it as well. Really interesting. That, that game Within is not the last called, That game is not called The Legend of Zelda 2. No. This is a game that I had tried many times over the years, but always found the game frustrating and difficult. I would always get to the second castle before I would die too many times, get sent to the beginning area, and oh quit. God, yeah, you have mm -hmm. to get all through the caves again. So Finally, I sat down with a guide, mm -hmm. determined to finish the game. It was the only Zelda I had not beaten, CDI excluded, and I really wanted to complete my collection. I was ecstatic when I finally beat it. It is by far the hardest game I have completed, and I'm proud and glad I did it. My question to you is, what, is, what game is your greatest accomplishment, or are you most proud of beating? Mm. I'll just take that one. Yeah. Oh, it's Zelda 2? <laughs> yeah, the <laughs> final boss is so cool. But we talked about this on Game Scoop. I remember when I was playing it. I I think I had Jared coaching me. Yeah. But uh, that game is is really really difficult. But you just you save states now and it makes it well, possible. But it's yeah. still hard. Yeah. But that's on the NES Classic Zelda Two. Of course, you can play so, that. Yeah. yeah. If you wanted to play a more accurate, it's on three DS, the eShop, and has a really nice. Ah, uh, okay. Uh, okay. Port. That's how I played it. I just yeah. played on that. I think for me, probably it's not the most difficult because of how brutal it was, but just endurance-wise, the Rock Band Two Endless Set List. Oh wow! Ooh, like that, because that thing is like I think eleven hours. Say, or Isn't that the thing where you yourself? can't pause? I did it with uh, my cousin. You okay. can't yeah. fail any songs, before, and you can't yeah. pause. It's really fun. Yeah, so you have to play yeah. it for eleven hours straight. I think it's, it's without like, failing. Yep. Yeah. What? That's yeah. Crazy. I, I played too That's crazy. much Rock Band, so yeah. I got like I was pretty good at it. But we, I like I could play almost everything on Expert, but we bumped it down to hard just because endurance-wise. Yeah. We could not. Get no, you could do it on easy though. We could, but we wanted to give ourselves. So it's really boring. There's, yes, a, yeah. there's an achievement for that, and uh, and we have it on our list. I wrote a feature several years ago on like the hardest, silliest achievements ever made, and that's yeah. how I know all about it. And I know that the way to cheese it, first of all, you can't cheese it. You have to play through for 11 hours. But what some people do is play the baseline, and then there's a song that has no baseline. <laughs> Like four or five hours yeah. in for like sixty seconds, so you that's people's break. chance this to run a and pee. Yeah, oh, we man. also it was my cousin and I playing, but my other cousin was sort of our alternate for the first like half yeah. of it uh, mm -hmm. because we started like middle of the day and just played into the night. I remember uh, planning yeah. ours out really carefully. We had a party, had a bunch of people oh, over nice. that were playing rock band, twenty people, and you just yeah. switch people in. That's smart, and uh, it was really fun. Yeah, it was a really fun night. But then by the end of it, people were so drunk yeah. that like it was really hard to get through the, the last couple because I think yeah. it was sequenced by difficulty. Yes, too. and two probably has the hardest just like end tier mm -hmm. just like the last five or six songs of that game are so difficult yeah wow, they're long really yes yeah. Yeah. like they're high all... tie green grass yes yeah Gosh. that one yeah that one's actually one but that the end of one is oh, also is super one? tough yeah uh, the, there's two, monster jams in two though for sure. Yeah, there's a couple. I forget the names, but there's a few that are just absolutely brutal. Sometimes there's a I hear songs -song on the on like a radio or like streaming or something when I'm at a place. I'm like, I only know that from yeah. rock because oh, of rock. Band. Yeah, there's yeah. so many songs. 
that I like I discovered through rock band. Same. Yeah. That was like my music education for a couple of years. Mm-hmm. Like it was awesome. Exploring my music tastes. Yeah. Well, that's really impressive, Jonathan. I was going to say, oh, I'd be awesome. Super Meat Boy, but that's way more impressive. <laughs> yeah, Meat Boy. beat Super Meat Boy? Oh, yeah. Like when it, back when it first came out, yeah. Meat Boy might be one of mine. It's definitely I, one of the hardest ones. I generally don't like to be particularly challenged by my game. I'm yeah, not the kind the, of yeah. person <laughs> that, uh, you know, will fail and fail and fail and try again. I'm mostly playing games to have a good time and relax. Um, when I was in high school, I was very, very good at Super Meat Boy. And at my peak, I was ninth in the world. There you go. No, not Super Meat Boy. Goodness gracious. Wow. Super, mon- <laughs> Super Monkey Ball. Oh, That's a very yeah. different game. Yeah, that's yeah. very different. Sorry. Game. Oh, yeah. Didn't you used to <laughs> compete? It's an alternate history. Yeah, so I used to compete yeah. for time like on, on Super Monkey Ball and me and some of my friends. So here's what happened is this is this is, this is is like a top 10 nerdy Justin story. Good. Um, I love it. We had a spreadsheet of our times mm. uh, in Super Monkey Ball per level, like our time in level one, our time in level two. And it was color coded so that if you had the slowest time in the level, uh, yours was pink. You had the pink score and so you didn't want to have the pink score in any level and so through us competing with each other me and my three friends we also rose up through the global leaderboards until all of us like these four kids from iowa were like very very good at (laughs) super monkey ball well i'm surprised Um, that super monkey ball had global leaderboards uh some of it was on the honor system and if you started breaking in like if you started having like world record times on you know multiple stages they might start to ask for you know look you need to photograph it because at the time people had like potato cameras on their phone like there was no way to really get good proof there were no easy like capture kits but Hmm. If you started really competing at a very high level, you had to start proving your times and proving your That's scores. Um, and we would warm up like there's master levels in that game that most people never see. They're hard to unlock, very hard to beat. And that was just our warm up was to like run through those. It's by far the game that I was best at in the world at my mm. peak. Sam, did you see that Billy Mitchell lost a couple of his Donkey Kong I did. world records? Yeah. So what happened? Scandal. Real quick. Yeah. Is yeah. that he, uh, he submitted games that were clearly uh, recorded on ROMs. Like well, not that. clearly at the I mean, time, but they proved they yeah. were. Now, I, I guess I should say not clearly. <laughs> um, they it, the the way that a ROM bu- uh, ROM builds ROMs build a game on your screen is different than how arcade, arcade board does. Yeah, and if you uh, slow, which is shocking because I don't yeah, know why that I don't know be. why either. So if you slow it down by frame, like Donkey Kong pops in, then a ladder, and then like everything, but you, you would never see that. It's a blink yeah. of an eye. Mm-hmm. And so the, the, you know, the, the way that they figured it out was that you know TVs build from right to left. And uh, th- this was like popping in the stuff. So like he probably got the scores, or maybe he didn't. But there's no way to tell because that you're not I mean, supposed to use yeah. a, a ROM because the ROM period. the ROM yeah. could be slowing down the game and then played back at a faster speed. You, or you don't know what the whole thing. You can't verify be, that it wasn't using ROM. tools. Everything a, a game board uses ROMs. Yeah, this is Mame Mame. Mame. that uses yeah. a, it's an emulator it's, playing a ROM. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then it, Weird, that huh? that led me down this Billy Mitchell uh, <laughs> rabbit hole, where like he's been smoking mirrors for like so undoubtedly oh, yeah. an incredible gamer, but like his world record paces, like he set a world record, but he did it in a separate room from where the crowd was, and no one it's could like, see him. No, play. no witness. It's like, what, it's like you're not a magician, weird. dude. Yes. Like it makes you think like all these should be in front of people. Yeah, and yeah. there should there should there's an element to performance we expect in sports, and sure. we expect it in game playing uh, for esports. And for some reason, it's just enough to send in a tape for Twin Galaxies' yeah. Yeah. arcade scoring, which yeah, like rec- I think is wrong. Records said that the actual Olympics aren't done behind like a wall, and like, right. oh, that guy ran really fast. Trust me. <laughs> Trust me. Yeah. So you actually have either. to make you know a tape or a recording of you going in and, and showing the connections on your game board, and then like showing the machine setup, and like, then doing wow. your score run unbroken. Like, come on, yeah. Like set up a time of year, go to a place, and do your score runs. Yeah, you know, it's crazy. Yeah, people are nuts. 
there is still one accomplishment I'm looking forward to achieving someday, hopefully in the not-too-distant future. I still haven't beaten Splunky, mm. even though I play oh. it a lot, and I do yeah. the daily challenge every day, but I've never actually beaten the last boss. Have actually, that's Olmec? not true. I beat Olmec one time, oh, got him God. in the lava, but then before uh, I could make the exit, uh, I got killed oh. by a bat. Oh. Oh. Dude, bats. That's as far as I've gotten. <laughs> Marty and I were just talking about writing a hate feature on how much All we bats. hate video game bats. Yeah. Yeah. They suck in Stardew Valley. Yeah. They suck in everything. <laughs> They, they suck, suck in, in Zelda? Castlevania. Mario Kart. Zelda. <laughs> Mario Kart. Where yeah. are they in Mario Kart? Uh, in they the Wario's Goldmine, they yeah. come at you. Mm. That's scary. Dude, they fun. suck in Pokemon. They're terrible universally. What? Zubat? No, yeah. everyone loves Zubat. No one loves Zubat. Wubat, Zubat. <laughs> All right, this is Sorry, Kevin from Romford, Essex. And he says, a jolly good scoop to you all from merry old England. Jolly good. After being a gamer for over 25 years... Last year, I found out what can now only be described as my favorite game, Overcooked. Oh, yes. I am lucky enough to be able to afford an Xbox One X and a 4K HDR TV. But Overcooked is now my favorite game, as it is the very first time I got to share a gaming experience with my wife. The controls and concept are so simple, we 100%ed the game after a few weekends and had an awesome time doing so. As much as I I adored GTA V, the Metal Gear Solid series, Inside and Limbo, and many others... Overcooked now reigns supreme. My wife played some of the classic 8- and 16-bit console games growing up, but was never really into them. Here comes my dilemma and question. After Overcooked, we were keen to try other games together. Mm. My initial thought was Portal 2. However, having never used the modern twin analog stick setup, the system is just too alien to her, and she immediately disliked the game. We've tried simple platform co-op yeah. games, like as, uh, such as Lovers in a Dangerous Space Time yeah. and Spelunky, but the gameplay and style haven't appealed. Ooh. Could you suggest any first-person games that have an engaging enough story to convince her to persevere with the twin sticks or oh, other two-player co-op games that could suit? I would not recommend a first-person game to a but gamer he that's wants to, to, to get her acclimated. Yeah. He wants yeah. to be able to play something a little bit more sophisticated than like an Overcooked. Yeah, yeah. I, I acclimated my wife to twin-stick controls with Geometry Wars. That's interesting. Mm. I don't know if that sort of like Twitch arcade gameplay yeah. would appeal to her. And it's not a co-op game. I'm just saying like in regards to someone that like that control style yeah. is alien to you, sure. that's like a fairly like a easier way to wrap your head around it than like picking up yeah. an I, FPS. I assume the thing in terms of first person he wants her to acclimate to is the idea of like moving while yeah. controlling the camera simultaneously. Yeah. And I feel like something that's more of a walking simulator, but something like... That's why... Uh, Gone Home. Gone, Gone Home. Home. I was going to suggest Gone Home. Oh yeah, it's I played that one. Yeah. Really like Firewatch that. also. It's a little more... I was intense, also going to suggest yeah. Firewatch, yeah. Uh, but Gone Home is great for a you know a first person game where you move around well, a space well, one and person's playing that game yeah but he want, like he's he, he's trying to teach this is two different questions okay uh first person games that have an engaging enough story to convince her to persevere with the twin sticks mm-hmm. or other two player co-op games that could suit us yeah i'm trying to think about other like zany co-op style well games how did you guys there. get into shooters doom yeah. Well, no, well was, I just I, I just played Halo. It was like Perfect Dark for me. Yeah, that's only one. There's only one. Analog stick. Perfect Dark. That was I did, but no, I wouldn't say there was a shooter that I was hooked on before Perfect Dark. Goldeneye was the first shooter yeah. that I was both hooked on. Imagine. Maybe that's a necessary yeah. step now. Yeah, you have to play the one, the one analog stick, and then everything else. Well, and then I immediately went to Halo and was like, "This, this is much easier." Yeah. Yeah. Co-op. I feel like they had a little renaissance. You don't need. What's the specific question? One more time. Okay. This is just first-person shooter games that are easy to play or engage. He doesn't even say shooters. First-person games first person. that have an engaging enough story to convince her to keep going with the to learning her analog sticks, or enough to, or another two-player game that would suit them. Mm-hmm. 
I think that's why I thought a walking simulator at Gone Home. Gone Home, Firewatch, Tacoma, all on Xbox One. Yeah. Uh, I don't know. Was what remains of Edith Finch good? I don't I actually yeah. don't know. Yeah. Did that come to Xbox also? Oh, no maybe not. Yeah. There's no way to find no that, way. that yeah. out unless yeah. you um, go to the store. Because it was a giant sparrow. Yeah. But uh, it's surprising uh, that Unfinished Swan was a good one. Yeah. That's that also PS4. PS4. Oh, yeah. 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 It's interesting. Uh, Lovers in a Dangerous Space Time didn't appeal to her because I thought yeah. that's the whole idea is that it's supposed to be a, a but the witness. friendly cooperative game. The Witness. The Witness could be good. Yeah. Witness could be good. It's so pretty, too. The Witness. Like, is- I, I really like playing that and just looking around, and you don't need to like action go around. Mm. You, you can just look around the You could just explore that. Like I, well, like I was saying, you don't need to like use a trigger also. You're just like kind of like, this is amazing looking, and sometimes yeah. you do a puzzle. Is that game one year old or two years old? It came out two, in January. Two. two years old now. Because it's been yeah. on my mind, and I think it's on my mind just because it came out at this time of year. Anyway, yeah. I'm yeah. just remembering how much I loved it, and really any excuse to have more people play that game is, yeah. is good enough for me. Yeah. yeah. Other fun co-op though, like it's a much simpler thing, but just the Lego games. Like sure. the, the best of the Lego games are really I've been yeah. playing through Lego Marvel Superheroes 2 with my girlfriend yeah. and she like knows games but isn't like super deep, like could not jump into Halo and perfect it, but she's been having a really fun time and I do too. We played yeah. the Lego games together. Yeah. My wife yeah. and I. I kind of yeah, forgot. Not first person, but we should pick a co-op yeah, game. Yeah, in terms of just a co-op game. Another uh, good cooperative choice for the Xbox could be uh, Zoo Tycoon. Oh yeah. It's supposed to be really good. And uh, you could play through the whole game as a cooperative experience. That's cool. Like yeah. you both are building yeah. parts of the, the zoo. Yeah, building up your zoo together. And it's like, That's really relax. Cool. There's not like the a new, lot of <laughs> the conflict. The Picross on Switch has a two-player Ooh. mode. Where but you're yeah. both just building it. <laughs> if you have a that's Switch, so yeah. So buy a Switch. <laughs> yeah. Ooh, that's a good reminder. Switch I have not finished yeah. Picross. Yeah, I put it down too. I, so here's, I was obsessed with it. You and I both were. Yeah. And then I put it down for a while. And when I picked it back up, it was like, it was not like riding a bike. <laughs> I like couldn't, so I couldn't even begin. It's just numbers. And I'm like, Picross? I don't even know yeah. where to start. I got through the main challenges, but then I didn't go to super, like, oh, mega yeah. across or whatever it is. Yeah. You know what game taught all of my non-gamer fr- friends to play contemporary games was Mario Party? Because Weird. all of the mini games oh, have a yeah. various amount of uh, camera manipulation, mm-hmm. or sometimes they're first person, sometimes they're not. And you're holding a pretty complicated controller, you know, through the uh, Wii and uh, yeah, it was like I remember a lot of people learned how to play games, and we moved on Mario Kart from that, you know, mm-hmm. which is a big jump. Yeah, yeah. It's interesting talking about the uh, uh, the N sixty four controller and the one analog stick there, because when they inevitably want to do an N sixty four classic, they had they do have a problem on their hands with what to do with their controller situation. Yeah, because like the NES. Uh, and Super Nintendo controllers have aged. They're much more uh, common today. What's wrong with people the using emulators? You just you just ignore the left side of it. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> you can't though. Yeah, it's, it's you weird. just leave it there. I mean, you just hold the right side. Yeah, I, my original yeah. thought was they would turn it into a two stick controller yeah. and turn the Maybe. yellow buttons the, into like a C stick. Yeah. yeah, but g- other games use those buttons as buttons. Yeah, yeah, so weird. you can't. So they, they kind of have a problem on their hands. Yeah, you're right. They're probably thinking about that right now in Kyoto. They'll Meanwhile, <laughs> in Kyoto. <laughs> Shigeru Miyamoto's like, what to do with what this darn controller? I think controller. if you hold that controller and ignore that third prong, it's just like any other controller. Yeah. Right? Your hands are just, just a little a, offset, but yeah. It's a like PlayStation I've, controller. You hold it in yeah. the middle. It's a big deal. You hold it in the middle for the analog stick there? Yeah. Yeah. Right. And you're just holding like that. Well, I, yeah, I never I mean, like it's, reached it's, across. It's dumb, <laughs> but like you can play all the games that way. Yeah. Yeah. You lose the left trigger. I guess you still have the Z trigger. Yeah. Yeah. You have two triggers. I mean, that, mm. we, we all get used to that. It's just we, we think... When you think back on first-person shooters, it's yeah. totally it's totally crazy. Yeah. yeah. Um, but like you know, Mario sixty four like plays completely normal that way. You're just oh. running and jumping. Remember Mario sixty four mm-hmm. on the DS with the thumb nub? Oh yeah. Yeah, I actually never played it. 
I know it was like the launch title. You for could the use it DS. to like run with yeah. that. I yeah. think yeah. maybe I've yeah. brought this yeah. up on Scoop before, but I'm really fascinated by alternate versions or superior versions of games that are trapped on like weird, like Castlevania Symphony of the Night had extra content in the Sega Saturn version that didn't come out anywhere else. Mm. Yeah, people And nobody that. played the Sega Saturn version. And uh, Mario 64 had what, 20 or 30 new stars? Mm-hmm. In the DS version? Mm-hmm. Like it's one and of the most, Mario. it's one of the most beloved yeah. games of all time. And it has more stars, more content on some platform that's like an inferior way to play it. Well, and like, and like the, even more recently, the best version of Wind Waker is just now trapped on the Wii U, yeah, unless true. they port oh, that. Yeah, like Wind Waker yeah. is my personal favorite Zelda game. Yeah. And I can't play the best. But version imagine of if it. they had no. like another dungeon. Yeah, so. or the color dungeons in Link's Awakening. Although we do mostly get cool. that version of the game now. And then Mario Three had scan, uh, yeah. cards for Game Boy Advance that you could scan in. Oh, with yeah. the e-reader. Mario yeah, the Three e-reader. levels. Wow. <laughs> I think we, I think we just came up with a feature. Yes, we did. Live Best feature, versions. live feature writing. I just like Mario right 3. Didn't Metal Gear Solid have like a hologram mission expansion? Y- yes, but that was a standalone. Oh, VR missions. That was like a stand. That was like DLC before DLC mm-hmm. was. I think it was like yeah. a twenty dollar round of VR set. Well, yeah, we, mm-hmm. yeah. My friends and I played through all those in uh, in college. I, Jan- I know we got. I know you're looking down. <laughs> yep. Moving on. Yep. I just want to emphasize again how crazy it is that we named Super Mario Brothers three the greatest game of all time, best game ever made, and there's more levels for it that are trapped on some device that no one has ever seen or actually played. I don't no. even know what those levels look like. I want to look them up on YouTube now. I'm sure Nintendo will figure out a way to sell those I levels to them. us again yeah. one day. This is Anwar Virgil in the Netherlands. That's a really cool name. What's up? I hope I'm pronouncing that right. He says, hey, Damon and the Scoopers. Uh, why do you think the Vita failed and Switch is already a big hit? I only say failed because I wanted the Vita to be more than it was. I wanted a device like the Switch that interacted with my PS4 console and take on the road with me. I bought a Switch last month and I instantly fell in love with it. I've been playing the usual suspects, Mario, Zelda, Oxenfree, and Darkest Dungeon. Uh, well, so the Vita, Vita did not have Zelda or Mario. Yeah, sure. That's, that's uh, one definitely. of the big problems. Yeah. Didn't have one of the greatest games ever made on it as a launch game. <laughs> yep. Uh, I mean, there's so many reasons. It, it, it was, I see wasn't the, marketed yeah. as heavily as, as the Switch was. Yeah, I think marketing and the way it was positioned. Like, I yeah. bought a Vita, but the way that, get, that system was marketed was you can have a home console in your pocket on the go, but it never was really one-to-one the way mm-hmm. they sort of implied beforehand. Yeah. And it was marketed towards a more hardcore demographic. Yeah, well, it wasn't. It wasn't a system that you could plug into your TV and take on the go yeah. right out of the box. Yes. You know, there was an adapter you could buy later for that. Yeah. But that's what the Switch is right out of the box. Nintendo took it onto late night talk shows yeah. to show it off to everybody. You and there is also it. the word of mouth thing of like you show someone a Switch and they instantly get it. That you show yeah. someone a Vita, they're like, oh, that looks like a PS1 game that I've yeah. played or well, I think some PS2 games. The Switch, the promise of the Switch, like let's not discount the Joy-Con, you know, sliding in and out that the too? console and the changing <clears> of the form factors. I think it was you. <laughs> it was you. It was me. <laughs> Uh, no, I, mean, I know it was you. I think it was like the Joy-Con. No, like when the Switch came out, uh, yeah. I think it was like you and Josh Dew and a few other people like tweeted out like we're waiting for our movie to start. Oh yeah, and you were just playing Switch. Mm-hmm. Like yeah, there are these moments that look like television commercials, yeah. like the way that that console marketed itself with like setting up a kickstand and playing it at a restaurant while you wait for your yeah. food to come and these like yeah. th- th- moments that almost feel staged, but it's just like that's the way that it the was console, genuine. Yeah, it, we. It just, Playing snipper clips before dinner come. We're in yeah. the movie theater in Maybe the lobby the, and we're playing yeah. other like, games. Yeah, the was, promise of that system actually being fulfilled in a way that didn't just turn out to be like marketing speak. Yeah, yeah. 
Also, the uh, Vita was like a secondary console. It wasn't. It wasn't Sony's primary console. There yeah. was the PlayStation. What? That's really good. Three, point. and then you could also get this supplementary, you know, piece of hardware. Whereas the, the Switch is Nintendo's new. This is Nintendo's new console. And I don't remember necessarily the months after it, but like the Vita launch had a ton of games, and Sony put a lot into that first wave of games. But after mm-hmm. that, I think it sort of slowed to a drip in the way that yeah. the Switch has had consistent support throughout its first year. Yeah, it's true. We uh, the Vita was expensive, I think, too, wasn't it? I don't recall. I think it was two fifty. I don't remember what it started at, but in today's dollars, two fifty like or three hundred dollars. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, depending on like the size you bought, because there was like four mm. G version, Wi Fi yeah. version. Oh yeah, they did four G. Yeah, that was pointless. That OLED. I mean, that's good for Monster Hunter if you're yeah. a fan. But yeah. here, yeah, um, it's just the software. Yeah, I liked I liked the Vita a lot, but I got it very late, mm. and then I had about a year where I really enjoyed uh, using it and catching up with all the games. But then the Switch came, and I was like, well. 3DS and Vita are going out to live on the farm at Grandma's house. <laughs> I think the Vita is the first home or portable console I didn't buy since the Sega Saturn, maybe. Mm. I think I've had every oh, single since one. Since the Saturn. Wait, did you buy the Saturn? No. You didn't buy the Saturn. Okay. Played a lot of Luminous that first month or two. Yeah. Oh, man, it's on the PSP? Version. On Vita, too. I didn't play the Vita yeah. version. It's time for Luminous on Switch. Yeah, that is. That's a really good point. All right, this is Jordan from Pennsylvania. He says, I'm curious on uh, your thoughts on whether or not I should get a PS4 Pro now or wait until E3 to see if PlayStation releases anything about price drops or even a next generation console. Mm. I own a 4K TV and an Xbox One X, but it saddens me that I'm not able to play some of the PlayStation exclusives in 4K like Shadow of the Colossus or Horizon Zero Dawn. Horizon Zero Dawn. Seeing the difference on my Xbox One X with a game like Assassin's Creed Origins really made me consider. So yeah, don't buy one right now. So he hasn't. Don't buy one right now. Yeah, I would That's say there's no like I've been considering getting a pro, but my PS4 runs well enough, and mm. I've been enjoying how games look on it just fine. That I'm probably gonna wait until the next holiday cycle hmm. when there will be bundles and sales widely. Like yeah. now, I don't feel it's the time. Mm. Well, I think well he's interested in playing uh, PS4 games in 4K right now. I think he's more worried about, like, are they going to announce a new console or a big price drop at E3? Well, I, for me, he, knowing that he owns an Xbox One X informs part of my decision of saying don't buy one, because the Xbox One X outclasses the PS4 Pro just as a product. Um, it's significantly more powerful and is more impressive. The PS4 Pro is more of a half step. They're both half steps. Hmm. But I guess PS4 Pro is almost more of like a quarter step. And yeah, I think E3 is a really good candidate to get a price drop or some sort of impressive bundle that if you do want to pick one up, that'll be a better time to pick one up. It's only a few months away. That's true. I God do. of War is out soon. Yes, God of War is out soon. Yeah. Yeah. Maybe you just borrow one from a friend to play God of War. That's, God of War <laughs> will be very gorgeous. On yes. The yeah. Amazing. If you, I mean, if I'm you not was going to buy one, you know, like I can wait. If yeah. he was some like Sony exclusive fan or so Sony mega fan, then I'd say, yeah, PS4 Pro, like upgrade. Yeah. But knowing that he's a multi platform gamer, I think the Xbox One X is a more impressive product. Yeah. Uh, I do think E3 2018, 2018 is too soon for Sony to be talking about the PlayStation 5. Agreed. We are I getting do. there, though. It yeah. feels crazy, right? Well, I don't know. So uh, There's some like switch pressure to do some kind of. I know they don't want to do portables ever again, but I don't wonder what they're going to do. There were over six years between the release of the PlayStation 3 and the announcement of the PlayStation 4. And uh, this E3 will only be four and a half years since the release of the PlayStation 4. And I think we've been seeing generations have been getting longer and longer, not shorter and shorter, right? So, well, uh, And especially with the half steps, like, exactly. like that, that muddies the water of what a generation will be going forward. Yeah. I, I don't feel this year's the year. I feel like 2019 is the year we may start to get teases. Agreed. But also with Xbox One and PS4, like those announcement 
conferences didn't happen at E3. Like they each held their own individual mm-hmm. events. PS4 was like a February, I think, or something like that. Good point. Uh, like they were at different points in the year than E3. Yeah. I, yeah. I, I just think, I mean, this is like a Justin's getting old moment, but the <laughs> fact that it's we're even in the ballpark of new consoles. Like in my mind, the PS4 and Xbox One are still new consoles, but they're like four years old. Yeah. Like I feel just, like they were just hitting their stride in the last It really so trips far. me up. And I also feel like this generation hasn't had, I mean, maybe we're finding it with games like PUBG and uh, games as a service, but like last gen, like Assassin's Creed and like Gears of War were two like generation defining games in terms of like everything's going to be open world or open world games can, can, you know, look and feel differently than like Grand Theft Auto. And then, you know, obviously what Gears did to third person shooters. And I don't know that this generation has had like, it doesn't feel like it has as much of an identity, like a separation point from old and new. It just feels like more of a continuation to me. Well, I feel like yeah. there's been uh, something to be said for at least like live service games being the, sure. taking over, like PUBG or even something like Overwatch. But it took us like three is, years to oh, like, yeah. get Fortnite. there. Yeah, Fortnite. Like that game is becoming so massive yep. too. Yeah, yeah. Uh, no, don't don't look for any news about a PlayStation Five at E3, but maybe maybe a price drop. There'll be uh, there'll definitely be some uh, bundles I think coming with uh, Spider Man. Oh yeah. Other big PS4 games. This is Derek, and he says, Dear Scooper Troopers, first time emailer, long time listener. I've been playing video games ever since I opened my Game Boy Color on Christmas Day and have made so many memories with video games in my life. However, lately, I've noticed myself losing enthusiasm and finding it harder to get into a game. For some reason, I just find it hard to be as excited as I used to be. How would you solve this? Am I just growing out of video games, or should I just take a break for a while? Looking forward to the group's insights. Derek, yeah, I've, I've found the same thing, and then I get super excited about a game and get yeah. back into it. That You've got to find the right games that make you excited. It happens and to be every few years. might not be the old ones that yeah. you used to like. Totally. Yeah, yeah. I've, I get in those withdrawal periods where I'm just like, this is maybe a sequel to like a game I loved, and it's just not doing something for me. And then game mm-hmm. after game I try, and then I just need sort of a break from them. And I still keep up with the industry, and I still was invested before I was working in it. But I would take a break for a little bit and then find something new, and it just grabbed me. Bioshock yeah. was one of those games for me. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I think this fall's games I, I can appreciate from just an artistic achievement standpoint, but just none of them appealed. Like, I tried Assassin's Creed and couldn't get into it, and, like, almost nothing from this fall really just... Not Mario? Well, I yeah, I guess besides, with the exception of Mario, I did enjoy it tremendously, although, you know, I do think it's not quite... I don't know, Mario Galaxy is better, in my opinion. Um, but what I found was, I've talked about it on Scoop a couple times, I've been on a kick of uh, strategy and simulation games. Mm-hmm. You know, I played a lot of Oxygen, not included. Played a lot of RimWorld. Now I'm playing Dwarf Fortress again. And uh, like that's just uh, you know Factorio. I'm back into that. So it's like things just sort of go around in a cycle. Like That's just yeah. what my flavor is right now. It's like if you eat tacos every night, you're probably going to want to stop eating tacos for a little while. So yeah. just play some Things might surprise games. you. Like I became obsessed with Pokemon Go. I loved mm-hmm. it. My wife and I played it every night. We'd go on these huge walks and had so much fun. The more I look back in the last five years, like I got more excited about that game than a lot of other games. Mm. And then I got less excited about Zelda at this time. And then Zelda was like so much better than I expected it to be. And then I got really into it. You know, I, I, so it's like you, it's hard to anticipate games with hype levels that you may have had at one point because some have disappointed you and some will surprise you. And you just have to uh, uh, yeah. definitely like kind of know your tastes and, and maybe those tastes evolve and try new things. Yeah, I mean, I, I, yeah, I think Sam's exactly right. I think uh, games are so expensive and hard to make now that they're le- game developers are very risk averse generally. So even games that are very different, like an Assassin's Creed from you know I don't know like a military shooter, like they're similar in the sense that like 
they're just kind of similar in their look and feel and their playground style. We're going to pull you through this game world. And um, that's why something like The Witness, I just like latch on to as like, I've never played anything that feels like this. Yeah. And well, Zelda accomplished that for me too. And like, not to just plug IGN content, but Chloe does a really awesome mm-hmm. piece at the end of every month of like games you may have missed. And they, they vary so much in genre and style and tone and aesthetic. And that may be a good place. Like if you feel you're looking at like the major games that you tend to look at and those games don't work for you, see something you may never have seen before, like get exposure to parts of gaming that you never have tried yeah absolutely and yeah combining both those ideas like companies will try to wear you out they will try to use the same thing over and over again because it worked for them and you see games like destiny 2 where it's like hey like people kind of caught on we're like i don't really like this this uh continuation of what i used to like and you know things need to change but uh, then you have games like madden which you know are successful or nba every year and they do the same thing and people like those and it's just it's strange and you can definitely stop liking a series that you've liked for a long time. Yeah, for sure. Uh, yeah, so Derek, I would say this is maybe not a problem that needs to be solved. Uh, it's normal for your interest in gaming to wax and wane. And if it's waning at the moment, uh, enjoy all of your free time. Yeah, there's always pinball. <laughs> yeah, there is always pinball. Pinball's really fun. It's a good point. It's hard. Uh, all right, here's what we're going to do next. It is oh. February, uh, so uh, we were going to uh, flip through a new issue of EGM. Yeah, where's that at? Well, I know <laughs> I left it at my desk, so and I know that Justin is going to have to bounce soon, so I don't know if, Justin, would you rather me go get the magazine, or would you rather participate in 20 Questions first, and then we do the magazine? I think I would rather be here for 20 Questions. I don't want right. to see the group botch it without me again. All right. <laughs> Then that means it is time for Video Game 20 Questions. And we have, first we have some advice from a listener who is worried. He says uh, oh. he's, he feels bad that you guys were struggling recently. Yeah. And Ian from rude. Minneapolis. So rude. <laughs> Ian from Minneapolis says on a recent episode, the panel lost the Video Game 20 Questions game when the answer happened to be a late Nintendo 64 game, Paper Mario. Yeah. What? As a longtime fan of the show, <laughs> I've always felt that the classic question, was it released after January 1st, 2000 to be a risky gamble? And this episode seemed to show why with so many questions wasted trying to find the system. Let me cut straight to my hopefully... That's the end of the century, though. Let me cut to my (laughs) hopefully helpful suggestion for the GameScoop guessers. Ask if the system was released after January 1st, 2000, instead of the game. What? That's his advice. What? Because especially with Nintendo 64, you get games released in 2001, 2002, but you don't think of the Nintendo 64 that way. I mean, I'm just I take it or leave it. This is just Ian's advice. What do you? From well, Minneapolis. What's your little smiley Damon answer going to be for PC? <laughs> <laughs> well, we'll find out. This week's suggestion comes from Justin. It's not me. Don't worry. Dwarf Fortress. Yeah, goodness not, gracious. <laughs> a Justin, not the Justin. Yes. No, man, my my fortress is going so poorly, guys. Yeah. You don't Wait, even was know. Justin also suggesting that question? No. Okay. No, okay. that's that the question is separate. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the question is just someone. Trying to provide some helpful advice. Right. So yeah. let the questioning you begin. Wanna, are we going to kick it off with that new line of questioning and see how it goes? Uh, does your character wear a hat? No, we're no, not. No, no, unequivocal. No, no. Your your character does not wear a hat. <laughs> I think. Okay, uh, is this a, a game that is on? Uh, um, it's ex- exclusive to a console. No, it's not Persona Five. <clears throat> uh, you wear a hat. Uh, not always, but you can, you do sometimes. Unequivocally, yeah. Looking cool, Joker. Yeah. <laughs> um, okay, so it's not exclusive to a console. Mm-hmm. Um, was this game? I, mean, I don't care about the console thing. Was this game released <laughs> after January first, two thousand? Yes. Okay. <laughs> 
Sorry, listeners. See, one problem with this is that yeah. I don't know my console dates, so if I have switched to that other Yeah, method, me too. Um, well, I guess, it's like... I mean, it's like I PS2, GameCube, them. Xbox. Yeah. Are like 2003 or two. They're, but they're like those things, so it's not helping. <laughs> I need to look those up before going there. Yeah. yeah, but that's Next the generate... And the, the point is, the, the I don't necessarily agree with the reader's suggestion, but his point is that the 2008 splits the console it's generation. Much, it yes. does, yeah. Which I get. Um... Okay, so was this released for the PS2, GameCube, Xbox generation of consoles? No. Was it released for the generation after that? Which is what? I don't know. PS3, <laughs> PS3 Wii 360. 360. Yes. Okay. Cool. That's pretty good. And it's multi-platform. And it's, yeah. Um, Should we ask if it was released after the year 2000? <laughs> I, I, I got one, Jonathan. Uh, oh, go ahead. Was this game developed in Japan? No. Okay. Is this game a first-person shooter? Yes. Oh, boy. <laughs> They're so common in that generation. <laughs> okay. Um, Does it have realistic graphics? Yes. Okay. Does it take place in World War II? No. So it's not the early Call of Duties. I guess I wish I wouldn't have asked that. Does it have online multiplayer? Mm, yes. That's 10. Okay. So maybe it's... We can ask about series and stuff because it could be like Battlefield. Yeah, it could be Battlefield or Call of Duty, Modern Warfare. Yeah, see, I wish I regret the World War II question because that still leaves many Call of Duties. Or it could be just some first person shooter that was like a one off that we don't know. Yeah, is this a franchise that's still uh, active? Are they still making games now in this franchise? Um, Kind of. Is it Medal of Honor? But that's all World War II. And what about Time Splitters? (laughs) I don't know enough about either of those games. Yeah. I. well, times the time splitters is before that. So was Medal of Honor. No, Time Splitters Two was that generation. That was on GameCube. Yeah, that's the generation this is. No, no we're on, we're Wii, on Wii generation. Oh, oops. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Um, so this is probably a 360 PS3 cross platform. Yeah. Um, Haze. You know, Battlefield Ooh, 1943. Haze isn't bad. Yeah, but it's not World War Two. Yeah. That was the Pacific. <laughs> <laughs> Should we try to do... The 1943 uh, kind of gives it away. Yeah, yeah. Um, I, we had Franchise a, or... Uh, wait, so it, it's, the, the, it's still around, kind of. I think it's like Quake. I think it's still kind of being around is like a really big hint. Hmm? Yeah, I, I completely agree. Mm-hmm. Um, I, the way to narrow this down... Uh, we were just talking about a good way to do it, and I can't remember what it was, but all right, move on. <laughs> all right. Um, realistic graphics. Is it oh, critically acclaimed? That's what I wanted to do. Uh, moderately? I mean, it's not like, mm. a, it's not in like an on-off switch, right? Like, yeah. There's yeah, sure. varying no, that's grades. No, that, that's, that's yeah. moderately critically, critically acclaimed. Mm. So uh, somebody here probably played it. Yeah. I mean, it maybe didn't flip their lid for it. No, I'm trying What's to weird is that it's not an exclusive because a lot of the. Yeah. The Halos and the Resistances. And is what you like would that. think. Yeah. Yeah. No Halo, no Resistance. Good call. Uh, well, well, unless, so we're saying multi platform, technically the Halo games were re released on yeah, Xbox. Yeah, yeah, but Damon wouldn't do that. Does this have uh, uh, contemporary guns in it? Uh, like, well, like guns. Today's guns. Today's guns. Should we ask the setting then? Yeah, I was going to ask. Yeah. I, I feel like is it a sci-fi game? Is like a clear way? Or like is it set on Earth? Or I don't know. Yeah, that's fine. Yeah. I just want to get to the setting of it. Would it have... Would it? Okay. Is it a sci-fi game? Yes. <laughs> okay. It's a sci-fi first-person shooter. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That's weird. Um, 
and it's still around, sort of. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, we've been saying games that that fall into this. Uh, Prey. Ooh, that didn't have multiplayer though, right? No, I don't remember. I don't think so. Um, did Bioshock? Bioshock Two did, which was on those systems. That's kind of around. Yeah. Um. Is it a sci-fi game set on some version of Earth? No. Oh, okay. So that eliminates Prey. That eliminate well, at least part of Prey. Bioshock. And that eliminates Bioshock. Yeah. What game does not eliminate? What was the other one we just tossed out? Haze. <laughs> no. It, shit. We just said it. It was um, the one we said before. <laughs> fear. Oh, fear. That's um, on Earth. Oh, is it? I don't know. Yeah, I think that one is. Yeah, that and condemned and stuff were all just like horror, oh yeah. Horror oh, when I said when I said fear, I was picturing condemned. <laughs> yeah, I'm a dummy. Um, and that's also that was made in Japan, I think. Well, Sega published it. Uh, so there's there's these games with like a short title that were on like well, first of all, Borderlands. Yeah, could that be? Well, that wasn't multiplayer. No, it well, it's co-op. Online multiplayer counts for Borderlands is co-op. absolutely. No, in so a we already did the, gre- the 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 realistic graphics. Oh yeah. Thank goodness we did that. Yeah. Yeah, you're right. I thought yeah. that was a throwaway question, but it worked out. At a time, it did have real estate. Sorry, but it, around Borderlands, um, there's like games. And oh. Vanquish isn't, isn't one of them, but there's games with these short, silly titles that yeah. that, that came out in sequence. Maybe it's it's not Link black. or like oh yeah, there Brink. Oh, there, Brink. Brink. There is black, but I think black's the generation yeah. before. Yeah, it came to yeah. Um, it's never gonna be black. No. <laughs> uh, like we mentioned, bad. black a lot. But that's not still around. Uh, should we try to narrow publisher or developer? Oh, that no. that's really good. So it's yeah. not Japanese, right? Yeah. Right. Uh, is the pu- is the de- developer still around? Does that even help? Publisher no. Still around? Publisher would be more helpful, I think. I still keep but, coming back to the franchise, still sort of being around. Yeah. I don't know what that because that eliminates. You know, it's not Haze, not Brink. No. Yeah. Does this game have a number two sequel? No. Oh, so interesting. Nothing. Nothing came out with this game number two. That's a really good huh. question. So that yeah, eliminates any sort of like quake weirdness or yeah, any of right. any, although that's obviously not sci-fi, but like any of that, like Unreal, you know, it eliminates any of those that we're not thinking about. Sci-fi. We're at 15. Are you really? Wow. Um, man, I we might have said this game already. It does not have a number two sequel? No. By the way, up until now, uh, Destiny fit all of our criteria. Yeah. We're miles apart from that. <laughs> yeah, true. What what game were you thinking of? No, I, were just no, I was just saying. I think oh. we might have we might have brushed past this game already. Mm. Um, I'm picturing games that are way too early in my head. I just it just dawned on me. Mm. And then there's the PC stuff for Xbox 360, like Gears of War. And stuff is it like that. so? It's 360 Wii PS3 generation multi platform. Yeah, though I, could that mean PC? That's been completely uh, tripping yeah. me up because I was not picturing games like Destiny. I was picturing game like old shooters. But it's 360. Was right? Call of Duty did did like Black Ops? But well, got, that those, those have two. Is there anything so that Modern didn't Warfare. have that? The number Modern two, Warfare the number two sequels question was a really good. Was there question. like yeah. what, what was the last one? Well, there's the Advanced one. Warfare and Infinite Warfare, but I don't think it Ghosts. 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 Yeah, but that those was are all Earth. kind of sci-fi. The, and they're set on Earth. Yeah, those are all set on Earth. Yeah. Oh, okay. So that was the yeah. That rules out that. That rules out Medal of Honor. That rules out Battlefield. Andres, you got one for us. It's very obscure, and this is only mildly critically acclaimed. Yeah. Weird. I mean, we have questions to burn. Mm-hmm. 
And it, it, he said, it, Damon, it does have online multiplayer. Mm-hmm. Yes. And it's still, the still kind of around is tripping me up. Yeah. Should we ask about if you can drive vehicles in it or? Yeah. Because there would be a Warhawk type game. Yeah. No, that was a Starhawk. Can you drive vehicles in it? I don't know. Okay. okay. Uh, um, was it developed in America? Uh, part of it was. <laughs> what? At least part of it was. Ubisoft? I was going to what I was thinking. Yeah. <laughs> Ooh, would it be a Tom Clancy thing then? Should yeah. we just ask if it's a Ubisoft game? Does that help? Ubisoft or my only other thought is some EA game with dice involved because they would be. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, EA or Ubisoft. Battlefront? Like Battlefront. Oh, Battlefront had a two. Good yeah. Point. Duh. Um, twice. Well, what a what an MVP of a question. It's <laughs> yeah. twice. But wait, what about. Well, we call it your first person Ubis- What Ubisoft first person That's shooters. That's the thing. Yeah. Um, yeah they, they only have Rainbow Six. Yeah. <laughs> 2K. 2K, EA. Part of it was developed in America. Yeah. At least. <laughs> or maybe all of it. <laughs> uh, um, okay. I don't know. Was <laughs> it a... What about... Uh, uh, what's the ultra-violent game that they sent us hamburger for? Bulletstorm. Mm. Oh. I don't think any part of that. That was made by Poland. That was made by People Can Fly. But that's a good... I mean... And that didn't have multi. Well, it didn't have traditional deathmatch multiplayer. It did have multiplayer. Yeah. Oh man! It also was not. And there's a semi sequel for it. I also th- there's like a remake remake for it. Yeah. And then there's it. Duke Nukem Forever also. If that's the case, Damon led us astray with the American question because no part of Bulletstorm was made in America. <laughs> Are you trying to do the Larry David? <laughs> yeah, I am trying to do the Larry David. Oh <laughs> uh, wow. But yeah, there, I feel like I'm running games out of thinking. Yeah, of. that God is that the kind of the funnier side of shooters that just kind of bubblegum shooters, you know? Yeah, I'm trying to think of a way to narrow it down. In a, this is one of those Burger is... King games. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Jonathan, um, we lost hard on Sneak King a month or so yeah. ago. Oh no, stealth um, game. Yeah, the only thing I could think to go from here would be publisher, but like I feel like Activision's rolled out because I can't think of anything besides. Call of Duty. Duty. Mm-hmm. I was trying to think of weird um, EA shooters. Yeah, there. Unless there's some obscure random Ubisoft one. I mean, off. maybe I'm wrong. An Epic co-developed Bulletstorm or something. I'm trying to. That I'm would try, be my only. Thing I'm trying to think of a way. What to, else did Epic do? Gears of War. But Bulletstorm was multi-platform. Is the idea? Yes, I thought so. Bulletstorm was. Did any, I mean? Are we sure? I I'm, played. On I'm Xbox. pretty sure. I, it was. I thought it was maybe only on Xbox. It even had that three red lights joke. Oh, in maybe it. it was. What? <laughs> God, I thought it was. Should we ask if this game had humor in it? <laughs> yeah. Like I think Duke Nukem and that game both were a humorous game. I agree. Was this a humorous shooter? Yes. Okay. Okay. I'm liking Duke Nukem Forever. Yeah. I'm liking that maybe a little bit more than Bulletstorm. Weird. Did this game revive? Uh, you know, long dormant. Uh, you know, franchise and give it a second shot at life. <laughs> <laughs> no. Oh. <laughs> All right. I think it's there a bullet storm. Bullet there are only storm, two yeah. fingers left. Bullets. Well, we'll go with that if we can't narrow it down even more. Yeah, we only have two left. Uh, what are what? games like? Like like uh, these lighthearted, like Borderlands games? Yeah. Well, in ter- I'm trying to think of like other things. Was that- there a Doom mm. or a Quake? Mm. But it, those both had twos. Yeah. No, there was. There never ended up being another like. Doom. I think it's a bullet storm. I think you got it. It's not on Earth. It, I think it did have multiplayer that just didn't catch it. It had multiplayer, but it didn't have multiplayer deathmatch. It had a weird right. where you were scoring yeah, points yeah. and trying to kick people into cactuses. I remember that, yeah. Um, 
We have one other question to burn. Mm-hmm. What's a bullet storm like from that generation? I mean, that's a, I, I, it's probably yeah. that, not bullet storm, but I think it could be bullet storm. Just, especially humorous ones, there's not a lot that come to mind. Because bullet storm was like somewhat well received, it was moderately critically yeah. received. No, I like it. I'm like bullet yeah. storm a lot. Um, it I, is humorous. Uh, does not take place on Earth. As far I don't as I know. know that that's a multi-platform game, but it got really like the re-release came out on other platforms. Yeah, I don't know that one definitely. I don't know did. How, like, we'll need a rules lawyer to clarify for us. Um, let's do it. All right. Is uh, it is it Bulletstorm? We have another question though. Oh, so what? All right. <laughs> yeah. You guys are pulling the trigger on yeah. Bulletstorm. Yeah. yeah. You're right. It's- Woo! Wow. Yes, co-developed by People Can Fly and Epic Games. They did co-develop. It was a Cliff Blazinski joint. Right, right. Uh, and released on Xbox 360, PlayStation 3, and PC in 2011. Wow. I, I, mean, I have a final question. Yes. Did you think we were going to get there? I was worried. Yeah. <laughs> but you're the one that you're the one that honed in on Bulletstorm. Yeah. yeah. Well, yeah, and yeah, the so. the number two question was really smart. <clears throat> Yeah, did they so like that yeah, that's why. Yeah. So they just did the HD remaster yeah. last year, less than a year ago. So that's yeah. why I said it's still kind of a thing. I'm sure they were exploring yeah. we had the waters. A, a pretty like, good series of coincidences with our questioning. Yeah, there. I mean, I even plus like, the hat really helped. So, yeah. yeah, sometimes with 20 questions, I just get hosed. I'm like, well, I didn't play that game. I'm not gonna like. I, but I played Bulletstorm. Like I owned it and played it yeah. and liked it. But I just my mind would. I don't know that I would have gotten there. They sent us a packet of hamburger. Yeah. for <laughs> that game with yeah. hair in it, mm. raw hamburger. With hair in it and a dog tag and a bullet casing. Why? It's supposed to be the remains of a that's, soldier, I guess. That's not yeah. great. Bulletstorm, like 2011, was like the tail end. It still happens every once in a while now, but that was the tail end of like the heyday of just weird, just weird PR mailings. Like, well, hoping for Far Cry because they've always sent us the weirdest stuff. We got yeah. that box to like store prisoners in yeah. in Vietnam. <laughs> we still have it. Yeah. <laughs> they, they crashed a hang glider out front of GameSpot down the street and yeah, really they, scared the area. They thought there was, was a hang glider. Was Homeland the one that released like the hundreds balloons of balloons? In the bay? Yeah. And yeah. they had a Korean food truck at GDC. Oh, okay. Yeah. Which is interesting, like North Korean <laughs> yeah. themed. Mm. Okay. <laughs> oh, so many good ones. Uh, oh, and yeah, EA published Bulletstorm. Mm. Uh, okay. Published Goodness by gracious. EA. I always forget that. Yeah. yeah. It's a good. I like that game. Not set on Earth, huh? I like that game. Yeah, it's like an eight year on some like alien planet. Yeah, yeah I don't know if you drive people vehicles. off ledges a lot. I don't know if you actually ever drive a vehicle in the I game. I didn't. Yeah, remember. I don't think so. Yeah, I think it's all. And I actually, wasn't hundred percent sure that you don't wear a hat, but I didn't <laughs> think your the character you're playing as is supposed to be wearing a hat. I'll be wearing maybe. a helmet. No one knows. Is that a functional hat? Nobody cares. <laughs> it's Are not like helmets a, hats. It's not like a yeah. crown that's functional. You know, mm-hmm. like functional it, it, it dictates the you know. All right. Royalty. All right, I'm going to go grab this magazine. Justin, right. you're going to say goodbye? Is it just going to be these two? Yeah, unless you're going to stick yeah, around. No, I got to go, but okay. I'm just saying yeah. you're going to leave. No, these I'm going to grab alone. the magazine. We're going to run through it real quick in a few minutes, okay? All right. Okay. We'll be right Bye. Back. All right, this month we are looking through, it is the February 1992 issue of Electronic Gaming Monthly. That's the month I was born. The month, month you month were born. Year. Month and year I was born. That's amazing. Yeah. Uh, wow. Well, this will be a very special uh, uh, That's really issue cool. for you, then. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, as you, uh, I think every, every every single episode we've been looking at since we started doing this from 1991 and 92, every single issue is obsessed with Street Fighter 2. <laughs> Street Fighter 2 is on the cover of this one. It's just a zoomed in picture like that they took off of a, t- a t- television. So much scans. so that people were writing in last issue and saying, stop covering Street Fighter 2, please. We're <laughs> That's sick of amazing. it. Oh, you, you want us to stop? Here's a whole issue that you get to Street Fighter 2. <laughs> the next issue. It's a great subject. <laughs> so, uh, Jonathan, growing up as part of uh, as a Street Fighter Two baby, uh-huh, this must have been all you talked about. Oh, it was. First yes, words, my, those were, my first birthday was Street Fighter <laughs> Two specifically. <laughs> 
Uh, I'm going to read the uh, letter from the editor here because it's all about, you know. Street Fighter 2. The state <laughs> of uh, gaming in early 1992. This is from Steve Harris, publisher, editor-in-chief You're of. killing the spine in that collectible magazine. It's okay. We have two other copies Ooh. of this issue in our, in our library. <laughs> and as a reminder, this is from our EGM archives. Yeah. And we briefly owned uh, OneUp.com. They briefly were the internet version of EGM.com. So we have this the library of EGM magazines. Yeah, yep, yep. So the letter from the editor reads, well, it's that time of year again. The silly season has died down. The Vegas CES is just around the corner. Yes. And it's a perfect <laughs> time to gauge where we're going and where we've been. This year, more than any before, showed the greatest change in the electronic entertainment industry. Not only did we witness the introduction of new game machines like the Super NES, but other systems like the Sega Genesis finally came into their own. Prices on several formats came down with the NEC TurboGrafx-16, finally reaching below 100 bucks, And don't forget the leaps in software production that many machines, like the Lynx and Game Gear, made in 91. For all the truly incredible movement forward, however, the game industry has also started to experience some downscaling. The Nintendo 8-bit NES, long the staple of the gamer's diet, has been eclipsed by the more powerful 16-bitters, no matter what Nintendo says. The hobby is definitely becoming more upscale, which will have some negative effects in the short term, but should balance out over the long haul. 1991 saw a number of other events occur that will have a significant impact on the market as a whole in 1992. Although originating from a competitor, a tip of the hat goes to the first real television program to cover our hobby. The point isn't whether it's good or bad, but that it's on. It sounds bad. <laughs> but that it's on yeah. at all is a testament to its creators and the gaming public. What was it? I don't know what he's yeah, talking about. He doesn't name the, Captain, the Captain and the Game Master. He doesn't name the show, but he's referring to some show. television show that was started by a competitor of EGM. I don't even know what it would be though. Uh, so he says, aside from all the giant steps a forward video gaming has made since its rebirth in 1985, even then they were acknowledging the rebirth, the question we have to ask ourselves is where are we going to? The Winter Consumer Electronics Show in Las Vegas will likely be the place where the future balance of power within the video game industry will play itself out. Sega, coming off a banner year, will enter this show for the first time on top. Although Nintendo may claim superiority, the truth, of the, here, the truth of the here and now is that Sega leveled their arch nemesis with a lower-priced left and a sonic right. Being in the leading position will feel good to everyone at Sega, and they should enjoy it and work hard to continue their progress. Nintendo, however, cannot be counted out or even down for that matter. If Sega does not come up with some equally stunning softs to follow up Sonic... They will be eclipsed by Nintendo, whose legion of third-party producers will net us Street Fighter 2, Contra 3, and a plethora of other stunning titles throughout 1992. Softs? Yep. Softs. All right. Sure, quantity favors Sega, but with the knowledge of what Nintendo will produce in 92, the quality factor will tip to the big ends camp without further forward action from Sega. It's fascinating to me, like, because of books like Console Wars, we know exactly how that all played out. Yeah. How Sega was the underdog, and thanks to the incredible team of, and at Sega of America, they were able to, to catch up with Nintendo and overcome them in the holiday season yeah. of 1991 mm -hmm. when they lowered the price of the Sega Genesis and packed it with Sonic the Hedgehog. It's an incredible story. And then Sega of Japan effed it all up, and they lost their foothold, and they just tumbled down and down. Uh, had a couple console release missteps, and now Sega today is you know, not even a hardware competitor. Yeah, I, that letter was just fascinating to hear read because like the language <clears throat> used is so obsessed with the gaming industry as a 
technology and as like a consumer fronted yeah. electronics thing. And like the way we talk about games now is so much more the artistry of it and the stories yeah. that We've we accepted tell them. that this is a big part of popular culture yes. now. Yeah. And he's talking about like, man, games are being recognized by popular culture yes. now. Yeah. That's a fight that's been won. Yeah. I think that's a really good point. And uh, right across from that ad is an ad for, for Termin- Terminator. Or right, right across from that letter is an ad for Terminator 2 in baseball. Oh, no. uh, that was over here. Which was yeah. um, for NES and Game Boy. And that is an interesting point he makes where he's like, uh, despite what Nintendo's saying, the NES is like out now. Like their their new system is more important. Nintendo has, still does that, where they're like, oh, the, no, the 3DS will be around forever. Yeah. yeah. Well, and like, that was, what are you guys talking about? No, with no, no. The no, DS no, coming, the, three the GBA strategy. was yeah, the third pillar. The GBA will survive. The DS yeah. is just another part of it. And it's just part of their weird marketing yeah. cycle. And, and they were saying that about the NES and putting out tons of NES games throughout uh, 1992, 93, mm. 94. Uh, reviewed in this issue is Smash TV for the Super Nintendo. That got uh, an Editor's Choice Gold Award. They like eight, that nine, one. Eight, nine? Eight, nine, eight, nine. That's a for Super Nintendo? Yeah, That's for not Super a Nintendo. Great port. You don't think so? They <laughs> no. thought it was a great port. Eight that final box. They also reviewed yeah. Mega Man 4. Uh, that got an Editor's Choice Gold Award. And there's another eights, example. Eights across the board. What? Mega Man 4 came out that year. Well, like, the NES is dead, and he's right. And then Mega Man 4 came out, and then 5 and 6. Two more Man. Mega Man games came out for the NES wow. after this one in 1992. <laughs> the, and the cover is Street Fighter 2. Like, yeah. this is a different generation. Like, it's yeah. just so funny how much oh, those man. overlapped. This is uh, one of the little snippets for the Mega Man 4 review. Capcom definitely has a winner in the Mega Man series. <laughs> After three titles, I would think that they would move on to the Super NES, but they took a bold step and created another great NES title. The worst problem with Mega Man 4 is that some of the weapons and bosses are recycled from the previous games. Oh, interesting. The bold step of continuing to develop after developing yeah. three games. Well, it sounds like a cool <laughs> soft to me. Yeah. But yes. <laughs> they also reviewed The Empire Strikes Back for the NES. Ooh, Didn't like that game. one as much. Got 5554 for that one. Uh, that has a really cool Hoth level in it. That scrolls really nice. Yeah, when you're riding the Tauntaun? No, right. no. Uh, it, that, that's Super Star Wars. This is just Empire Strikes Back for NES, and it has like a really cool side-scrolling uh, at at level. There's a Tauntaun right here in The Empire Strikes Back. Yeah, I know. I'm just talking about it at a different <laughs> level. Uh, a cool you know, they have four people reviewing each game. Each one writes their own snippet. Mm. But the, the, right, the, the snippets are so often not helpful at all. Listen to this one. This is from, a, from the review of The Empire Strikes Back on NES. Take a moment to visualize this game. It never really takes the form of a high-action video game or a rock-steady RPG. It gets buried somewhere in between and slows right down in the middle. While the graphics are excellent for 8-bit and the storyline is great, the gameplay leaves something to be desired. Fun. And he gave it a four. So I don't know what Why is it fun? <coughs> I don't know if he was being like sarcastic, but also it just doesn't yeah. it doesn't work. It doesn't really come across. Who was it? And, uh, that one was by Craig Harris. Sushi X. Sushi X, uh, long time EGM wow. writer. Yeah. They review Rampart for the NES. Uh, <laughs> the scores range from four to eight. Oh man. <laughs> That's why we don't average scores here. <laughs> Wizards and Warriors 3, I never played that one. It's That's an RPG. An and they review Monster in My Pocket for the NES, Sam. Heck yeah. Which is a game that I know that you that you like. Oh, I'll I like the, all uh, three of those games. Rampart is a pretty good port on the NES, yeah. too. That's, I love That's hard because it's a trackball game. Yeah, but you it's just move around with the D-pad. It's fine. <laughs> this is a snippet from the Monster in My Pocket review. The name Monster in My, the name Monster in My Pocket is not the best choice. Even though the game is a I little above is average, it still is too easy for the serious player. The game is really about a six, but they could have made it more interesting for a broader audience. Not much of a challenge for me, as I blew through it in no time. So he gave it a five, but said it's really more of a six. On uh, Monster in My Pocket, sure. 
So Monster in My Pocket was, I remember the logo really well, but it, that was a uh, series of toys and cartoon tie-ins. Yeah, I think so. That sounds about right. But not to be, there's, there was a My Pet Monster cartoon. I had, I had, I had no My Pet Monster. And he had like green hair and like striped yeah. arms and like you had, yeah. Uh, now we go to Quarterman's gaming gossip section. Ooh. Let's see here. This is uh, what was in the the rumors this week. Oh, Jonathan's so, been doing a gaming I, gossip section. I know. So he's our Quarterman. I'm reviving it. Jonathan Quarterman. All this time has was Quarterman's I really born in February '92? <laughs> put you to work right away. Yeah. In a in previous issue, Sam checks out. There was a yeah. preview for Contra Four on the Super Nintendo. Yeah, Pro that, Protector. That's not a thing that exists. It was Contra Three on the Super Nintendo. Yeah. So that we thought that was interesting at the time, and now they're correct. There themselves. were three Contra games on the NES. It's just one we don't care about. Force. Well, there was Contra, Super C, yeah, and, and then Contra Force. Yeah. So that's why they thought the next Contra, that's why they're calling Contra it Contra 4. 4. But they called it Contra 3, the Alien Wars. The Quarterman says the incredible new Contra 4 for the Super NES is really not going to be Contra 4 at all. That's because Contra 4 is now Contra 3. Even though the release of Contra Force, it should be Contra 5. Oh, anyway, the subtitle on this one is Contra 3, Alien Wars. <laughs> Cool. Wow. And then there's Operation C for Game Boy. That's a pretty good one. Operation C, yeah. Uh, here's another rumor. He says, here's the rumor of the new year. Nintendo is rumored to be working on yet another Mario adventure. What? The specifics, remember this is February 92. The specifics After Mario World. of uh, this Mario title, however, are different since it will also mark the return of one of the little carpenter-type dude's oldest enemies, Donkey Kong. Donkey Kong. A 16-bit update of the original Quarter Chomper, replete with new scenes and better graphics, is rumored to be on the way for release sometime in 92. Sounds like the type of game the Super NES was designed to make famous. I love his like his need to use synonyms for Mario and Plumber. Like He had to be like Quarter Chomper and the Carpenter Red Bomber. Man. Uh, so there's the no brown Donkey Kong blur. until Donkey Kong, Kong Country. Yeah, but that was what he's talking about. That would have been two years later. What was 93? 94, 90. I think, when that yeah. one was out, yeah. But I think it's talking about Donkey Kong Country, right? I mean, it's got to be. It was in development for a long time. Uh, this is an interesting thing. This is about, like, hardware. Uh, it says, EGM has learned that a new company, Multix Incorporated of oh. Dallas, Texas, has just created a game card that plugs into any empty slots on any IBM computer. What? This game card allows one person to play Nintendo games on a TV while another person runs application programs on the computer. The game card performs the same functions as the NES, but the major difference is that the NES games will be on floppy disk. Multics will transfer the games to disk, thereby assuring that the copy will maintain the same high quality as the original cart. By being on floppy disk, Multix states that the games could sell in the $5 to $15 range. The Multics game card will cost about 90 bucks, and, will, and it will plug into any IBM computer. It will hold programs up to 2 megabits and can be upgraded to handle the new 4 megabit games. Multics is negotiating rights to use some of the older NES titles from companies such as Sony, ImageSoft, Acclaim, and Asmic. Isn't this, that crazy? It's all madness. That's and I, I, I tried looking this up. I couldn't find any information about wow. the Multics. We should hit up Steve Lane. He can track down a console for us. The Multics game card. I couldn't find any information. So about. the idea is that you use your 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 parents' computer. Yeah. You should, while they're using it to put an I NES mean, floppy disk in the side, which I'm is sure, just stolen. You're not going to buy it well, for 15 yeah. bucks. I'm Come sure on. this company's pitch to Nintendo was, you know, the NES is reaching the end of its life. You can still sell games to people with computers to play the NES games on. So there's still going to be a revenue source yeah. to sell NES games to people with IBM computers. Interesting. But obviously it never, so strange. It never shook out. Yeah. I, I had it. never heard of that before. Me neither. And I thought that was great. Yeah. 
Uh, a lot of these issues come with special advertising supplemental sections. Uh, it is uh, the Neo Geo's turn in this t- uh, in this issue. These are always very questionable. It's just like big hunk of this whole thing in the middle of the issue. Oh, it's just man. like uh, an oh, advertising tear it out. supplement and very very small Texas's advertising supplement at the bottom there. Neo Geo, uh, bigger, better, better. But all this copy in here in the Neo Geo section is written in the first person. Hi. And it's totally unclear who is writing it. Is the Neo Geo writing oh. it? Yeah, yeah, I don't know. It's so It's like we sent our trusty reporter to our ad department and he So wrote it's like this. first of all it's not clear that this is an advertising paid for uh content. It's written in the first person and it sounds like this. One question that many people ask me is will Neo Geo come out with a handheld? SNK will not release a portable system like Neo Geo Advanced Home Entertainment System. You see, when a video game company starts making handhelds, that means they have to split up the workforce. Instead of having the whole research and development staff working just on their home system and developing more games for it, some of the programmers have to develop handheld software. When our competitors release an 8-bit system, 16-bit system, CD-ROM, and a handheld, you have to write software for each system. It could get ugly. This is not the style of Neo Geo. Therefore, we will not release a handheld. And it goes on and on like that. Wow. There's got to be a byline in the front. No, there's no byline. No, Sam. There's no byline. That That bulldog in the front page. It could be the bulldog, I suppose. Anyway, it's very... Nothing in the rule book says a dog can't learn to write. (laughs) Yeah. Uh, finally, on uh, game uh, on page 104, there's Game Gear previews, and there's a preview oh, of man. the game. They just call it Axe Battler, and there's four screenshots, and it says Axe Battler is an action and role playing adventure in one. Sure looks a lot like Golden Axe in the action scenes, and yeah, the full title is uh, what Axe Battler: The Legend of Golden Axe. It was a Golden Axe spinoff. Oh, weird. Oh, maybe they maybe they branded it Golden Axe later. Yeah, but so they have they have Does that four. Say Bill Lambeer's combat basketball. Uh, it sure does. <laughs> so they've got four screenshots to it's publish fine. and share with their don't readers here, that. and then they have a little like description of the game, but they don't even know what they're looking at. They have no idea that Axe Battler, this game that's coming out, is a spinoff of, of Golden Axe. Yeah, they maybe, don't. Maybe they don't even Axe know. Battler didn't know. But it, no, it's clearly maybe it started off made as, a, as a you know a knockoff, and then it got licensed. Anyway. That's a little glimpse That's at the crazy. February night. This is what was going on while you were what being bored, born. Jonathan. Yeah. What a wild time I missed. Yeah. Uh, I always enjoy. Well, I feel crazy. worse now. Like, it was a great winning 20 questions, but now I just want to know who Neo Geo was writing about. Who the first or person who was, was writing. writing. Who, was, uh, who was trying to uh, hawk Neo Geo system. The game lord speaks. Says. Yeah, but who's the game lord? Is that, that dog? dog. <laughs> It's the game lord. This is the game lord. Anyway. I just wrap. Just wrap. Just go. <laughs> that is all the scoops that we have for you this week. Uh, remember, you can always reach us at the email address, gamescoop at IGN.com. Thank you, Justin. Rest in peace. Thank you, Sam. Thank you, Jonathan. Thank you, game lord. My name is Damon. This Whoa. is IGN Gamescoop.
Hey there, this is Justin Bartha. I made a funny new podcast, King of the Egg Cream. It has the greatest cast in the history of podcasts with actors like Louis Black. I'm torn by my feelings for two women. Bobby Cannavale. You can eat it, or if someone hits you, you can put it on your cut. Melanie Linsky. I wonder what these marvelous things are that look just like boiled chicken feet. Jason Ritter. I can break things and pick locks and kill people. Michael Stuhlbarg. The whole point is to inspire people that they should make themselves better. Ari Grainer. No, don't whet its appetite. What are you, an idiot? Me, Justin Bartha. That's not just any egg cream, that's a Lemke's special. And all narrated by the hilarious Richard Kind. This is the story of Harry Dalowitz. And how he rose from nothing to become New York's King of the Egg Cream. So if you like funny true stories, come listen to King of the Egg Cream, available wherever you get your podcasts.